0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Spotlight with Shabam. Um, I'm co-founder of Mastera, an all-in-one platform for anyone to launch and scale their online teaching business. Today, we have uh, Mike with us. He's, uh, he's the founder and CEO of TypeDesk. Welcome, Michael, to the show.
1: Hello, Shabam. Thanks for having me
0: on the show. Really happy to be with you today. So, so Mike, uh, tell us more about TypeDesk. Okay, um,
1: TypeDesk is a multi-platform app, uh, SaaS app that essentially uh, helps you ditching repetitive typing. Uh, just to give you a, a, a quick example, if, you do, if you're doing customer support and you have the same questions over and over, you can save your text snippets inside TypeDesk um, and then reuse those snippets everywhere you need, you need them and everywhere you work. Be it your email client, social network, app store, internal um, uh, internal tool, any website, app, Slack, you name it. I mean, you, you get the gist that's basically using your your repetitive uh, contents everywhere you need them.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing, and and I can I can see that this can be of huge benefit to uh, pretty much company of any size, but but especially uh, especially small businesses and. And 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 companies where uh, they want to automate stuff and and have uh, sort of limited um, limited bandwidth on the customer support.
1: Yeah, I mean that's obviously our main market would be entrepreneurs and small teams. Although uh, I mean we don't limit to any size, but we do see a nice a nice uh, balance at four to five people in the team because it's you know. Just the tipping point where over that size, you would probably need to automate more. But under that size, you need tools that help you grow faster without putting new tools in place, you know, like too complicated tools. And so, yeah, I mean, the smaller teams are definitely uh, a a, um, a really um, a, a pregnant like, um, market for Type Desk.
0: Gotcha. Makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Um, no, that's, that's great. Uh, I, I've, I've, checked out the product and um, I, I, the product looks great. And uh, I would, uh, I would encourage our listeners and, and anyone to, to check that out as well at typetest.com. Uh, but uh, shifting gears, Mike, uh, I want to also uh, sort of talk about your journey. Uh, I, I do want to uh, sort of dig into uh, some, some background about you, how, how you, how you started uh, TypeDesk and, 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 and just some background uh, so that our, our listeners can, can learn from your, your journey as well.
1: Okay, uh, well, back a few years ago, before starting TypeDesk, I was working at, a, at, a, at an online karaoke company called Carathon uh, where I was the product manager. And so part of my job was to do actual customer support for our launching products. Uh, because I think that you know when you start something, it's important to be really close to your customers and, and your users, and so I, I like to do customer support when I launch something. And so I was doing customer support at with with quite a high level of uh, of re- of demand. I mean, we had a lot of requests every day. We were using a tool back then called Enchant, uh, which is like kind of like a Zendesk, but simpler. I mean, Zendesk is like a fully featured uh, CRM platform. We didn't need all the bells and whistles. So we went for something simple. It offered can responses just like any other uh, platform out there that does customer service, but it was really slow. It was really uh, hard to organize. I mean, when you go over, you know, 50 can responses, you need cool ways to organize with folders and colors and teams and stuff like that. And so, usually, the tools in, uh, that are built in the existing platforms are just a, a side feature that you know is simple. You can create a snippet, and that's it. I was doing customer support in, in several languages as well, and so translation was always a, a pain uh, to manage because the, I mean I was not aware of any tool uh, that. Provided translation of the CAN responses. So I started Type Desk more like as a side project and for fun. I was like, let's try to do something. And so I built the first MVP in uh, I'd say a couple of months myself. Um, tried it for me, liked it very much, and I put it out there. And uh, I was surprised to see that actually uh like small teams were signing up without giving it, you know, any, any promotion. I mean, we, we don't do any, uh, any paid promotion with Type Desk, And so I, I looked back at the figures after, you know, letting it online for a few months. I was like, hmm, inter- interesting. Like I have businesses sign up, use TypeDesk every day. And so there's probably a, a need uh, that could be addressed. Um, and so that's when I really started considering Type Desk as a, as a, as a real product, you know, and, uh, and then, you know, the, the story goes on, like, uh, you know, took off my old job and uh, worked on, on Type Desk to actually turn it into a, like a, a nice product that works well everywhere. And uh, we released our major update uh, back in April this year, uh, TypeDesk version two, which, I mean, brings a lot of new cool features. I won't get into details now maybe, but, uh, but I mean, now we're actually uh, at full scale.
0: Nice, nice. That's that's amazing. That's a that's a great uh, great journey, um, Mike. Is because uh, I, I see a lot of uh, a lot of points there or milestones, and I think your background as product manager really helped. Uh, maybe over there, uh, where you sort of tested it out. You, know, you kind of uh, looked at a problem that you faced yourself, and you yeah. tested it out, and um, sort of uh, saw the need, and and then sort of built on top of it rather than just kind of just jumping in. Yeah, jumping into it right away. So that's 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 great. And and a lot of our uh, our listeners who are also um, also in their business or about to start their business, I think I think that that is a key. That is a major takeaway uh, for them. That uh, if if you're adding something, launching something, definitely test it out, get user feedback before scaling mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. So um, Mike, um, I also wanted to touch on. Your take on um, customer service aspect, because uh, mm-hmm. like you like you said, a lot of small businesses uh, where the tipping point is like three to four members. That's where that's where your product sort of uh, fits in really well um, mm-hmm. around that yeah. that that tipping point. So I, I wanted to understand from from your standpoint, um, what is your take on customer service? Because because a lot of small businesses, I, I believe, do like Overlook customer service and, and and especially the need of automating it. Um, so, so wanted to understand your thoughts. What what have you seen with your with your customers? How has that helped them uh, by by providing better customer service?
1: So uh, the thing is, that was one of the main question. I, I that's still one of the main questions I have is how do you fit into um, a market that is driven by, like, uh, like you know, chatbots and, uh, and AI. And how do you see yourself in, you know, a few years with that? Um, type desk our goal will never be to replace the agent because um, I believe that there's always going to be customer service. There's always going to be for higher level, you know, service level. Uh, there's going to be a human behind the screen that helps you. And so our goal is not to replace them, but, but to make them faster, and to augment them. You know, to, to make them more, to make them more productive. Um, so that's what we're really attached to do. It's it's really making sure that we make the, the, the humans more productive and not replace them with some sort of uh, AI, because you will never replace like a human in higher level um, higher level uh, service. You know,
0: right, right, that that makes sense yeah i, I agree that um that, that whole whole vision of uh, our whole story of uh, machines supporting everything i think i think that's that's almost never going to happen uh it, it is always going to be more pro- productive humans uh and and more more productive teams i think that's where your uh your vision is that making the customer service customer success teams way more productive
1: yeah yeah that, that that's it yeah
0: Okay, that makes sense. And then, uh, from an individual business or small business owner, um, uh, I, I wanted to understand your take if if they are listening and and someone is like, "Hey, I don't believe in 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 customers. They do believe in customer service, but they don't believe in sort of create providing exceptional customer service." Uh, what 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 are your thoughts on that? Because um, because uh, I I personally feel that. Uh, that can be one of the key differentiating factor for pretty much any business out there, um, a, a good or a very exceptional customer service. But, but I do at the same time see that a lot of business owners don't do that and, and overlook that. Well, what are your thoughts there?
1: I mean, it's, I think it's part of your marketing mix. It's just you, you have to do everything knowingly and and you have to knowingly say, okay, part of my mix is to have exceptional customer service, or we are driven by costs. And so we know that the customer service isn't great, but people will come because it's cheap, you know, but you have to kind of make a decision. And when it comes to uh, similar products and similar levels of service, the customer service will make a huge difference. And, And I've experienced myself, you know, chatting with customers, well, First of all, I think it's great because you, you get to really understand your users and you get to really like uh improve your market fit but then, if you manage to to provide exceptional customer service, I mean some people will stick with you just because they know that you're great at that, especially in a in a market that that goes towards automation and uh, self service i mean th- there's definitely a niche for providing, you know, human exceptional customer service. And some people will pay more just because you have a great customer service. So I think it's, it's really important that w- whatever you decide, I mean, I, I can hear that some businesses say, well, guess what? We're so cheap that we, we provide our customer service. Our service isn't great, but that's okay. But you have to be aware of it and you have to make a conscious decision based on, on your findings and based on your mix um, but it's definitely uh, a a key element uh, to differentiate your business compared to your competitors.
0: That makes sense, and, and that's that's a great point. That uh, around pricing and and the whole pretty much the whole strategy. That if uh, if someone is uh, is wanting to position or sort of market their service as a very premium service, then then I think uh, customer uh, exceptional customer service is a must have. But but like you said, if uh, if someone is trying to uh, target uh, that that market, which is cost sensitive and 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 sort of on the on the cheaper side, or uh, then then definitely, I think then the customer service, even if that's not exceptional, I think I think that that may be okay. Uh, but but it definitely goes in the whole strategy there. So that's that's a great great point. Um, the, another question, uh, Mike. Uh, just around the full automation thing, uh, or around the automation, what what have you seen um, as as you have um, sort of worked with your customers that how impactful and how uh, sort of cost saving standpoint and impact standpoint the automation is? Because um, because again, I think a lot of people may not really get that that automating is uh, is is very very necessary, especially for small businesses. As as they scale, so so just curious, what what have you seen from an impact standpoint as they as they automate? Uh, that's a good question. Actually,
1: <laughs> um, I would say it's important to identify the areas where automation is needed. You shouldn't go into it because it's trendy, you know, or because it's cool. Um, I guess it's uh, it's a matter of of identifying where your time is being spent and then seeing what 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 it represents in terms of costs staying like this and what it represents in terms of cost actually changing the process for some sort of automation and uh, i mean try to hack it as much as possible i mean um, one of my my i mean from my experience i would say if it's if it's not your core like business core activity don't do it like find someone who does it for you or find a tool. There's so many great platforms out there to automate almost anything. Um, I would say, yeah, try to hack the process into finding tools that can do it for you or um, tweaking existing tools to, to do it better. Um, and then hack the process not i mean not the people again like uh automate the process not the people and there are some areas if it's if it's your core business and uh and, and it's important that there's a human touch then keep doing it yourself by finding tools that make you you know faster in what you do but yeah don't 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 over automate areas that are core to your business i would say
0: gotcha gotcha no, so that, that that that's a great point, and I think that's that's where you must have seen the thing is because because what I see is what type test the does is it doesn't do like full blown AI kind of thing automation. It it just uh, it just helps helps the people and uh, sort of automates the process uh, sort of repetitive yeah. process. So so that's that's a great point that automate the process, uh, not the humans. So uh, I, I I love it. I love it. Um, hmm. Great. Um, so uh, another, another thing that um, I have uh, I've noticed as I speak to customers as well, uh, that some, some customers are very focused on retention, uh, that a customer retention is one of the key things in their businesses. And again, it just depends on what type of business they are in. Uh, some of the retail customers like fitness, fitness customers, studios, mm-hmm. uh, retention is absolutely key. There um, and then the other part is uh, just the customer experience, customer engagement, uh, kind of thing. Where we're just engaging the customers at the right time can be a, a huge value. So my my question there is: uh, Have you seen any, uh, based on your experience, have you seen any um, connections between good customer service resulting into um, sort of retention good customer service being a driver of retention and experience and, and that kind of thing and um, and then just sort of uh, bringing all of that together. So it's so just mm-hmm. curious uh, what have you seen out there um, based on your interest
1: well I mean the, the, the let's let's face it, the main driver of retention is a great product. There's nowhere around it. Sure. but at like an early stage, having a great customer service kind of makes up for a product that's not there yet, you know? So if you're absolutely sure that the product is perfect, then, you know, you can kind of overlook the customer service, but no one is at that point. I mean, not even the biggest players out there. There's always things you can improve. And so that's when customer service kicks in. It it helps, you know, making imperfect things acceptable. And actually it creates a, a friendliness to your business or your brand that really creates stickiness afterwards. I mean, if people, you know, like you, they are more likely to, to stay with you. And it's also another way to humanize and make your business or brand authentic, which is uh, one of the, I think one of the major concerns nowadays, especially in the era of automation, it's how do you make your brand relatable? How, how do you connect with your people? And if, if you know your user feel connected to a great team, to a, a great community of, of users, they are more likely to stick around for a little longer and to uh, kind of accept, you know, imperfections or or small, you know, hiccups in the product that can always happen. And, uh, you know, even, even like Slack goes down sometimes and Slack is like a huge player out there. They've obviously nailed a lot of things, but I mean, it, you can accept you know slack being down a whole afternoon because you like the product because the product is great but also because the customer service has to be great so i, I would say that uh, that's where the customer service really kicks in it's it's to 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 make the product more acceptable
0: makes sense makes a lot of sense yeah i agree um and and that's absolutely uh, to the point that it is uh, it it makes it human human uh, okay. the whole brand and the company very human and and sort of nice. adds that that face to it. Um, so yeah. that, that, that makes a lot of sense. And uh just just trying to think and and uh based on again your set of customers, um how how would that how would that work for a small business owner or or a or like a three to four people company who are not like into SaaS products but maybe maybe let's say service-based business let's say Uh, teaching business or uh, fitness business or or that sort of thing where they're already interacting face to face either through online or or in person Um, i think i think they already have the face but but i I believe what you're trying to say is that in that case uh it will be helpful but relatively uh, less impactful as as opposed to if there's no face uh, for for a service or a product right yeah yeah great no that's that makes sense and and i i can also see that from a service-based company um uh the prospect thing can be a good point uh from a customer service uh angle as in mm-hmm. if if a prospect is trying to connect to the business and if they start to get a pretty good service right from step one i think then then it will start to add that human face there uh as, as
1: yeah I mean what they call the moment of truth I mean the first like 10 15 seconds of interaction in the physical world are like shaping the rest of the relationship between the customer and the brand and it's it's about the same I mean if you, if you reach out to like a business and you know they don't reply or they're late then the first the first impression is really bad and it's really hard to erase a first impression so that's why you have to nail it at every point and and one way to do that is to try and be as, as optimized as possible. And, uh, and you know, uh, uh, just from a customer service perspective, one thing that, I, I, one benefit that I see uh, in teams using Type Desk is um, their tone is actually really, really aligned with the brand. And so because they have shared snippets, share, shared canned responses, mm-hmm. uh, there's not, you know, one person in on the team um, having one tone and the other, you know, customer service right, replying in a different way. Everyone is kind of replying according to the standards of the company. And I think that helps as well, you know, eliminating like uh, typos and things like that, that really don't look professional.
0: That, that makes sense. Yep. That, that makes a lot of sense to, to get that um, same tone across the board. Uh, mm-hmm. that that is that is a key as well and in fact with the same person as well even if there is just one person in the team uh sometimes because we are humans sometimes we'll respond in in a specific manner uh cuz we have time but at the at, at the at some other days we may respond in a different way so yeah uh, so having that and that sort of canned response i think i think is is, is pretty awesome there so that's great. Now, I think some of our customers uh, or some of our listeners out there may be wondering that, hey, uh, uh, one of the key things on my mind is growth. Uh, one of the key mm-hmm. things uh, on my mind is uh, getting new new clients, finding new clients, and then maybe I can discount customer service for now. Um, what what are your what are your thoughts on that? And 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 do you do you think that's uh, that's uh, that's advisable? Uh, slash also. If, if that, if someone is in that spot, how can they ensure a good service at the same time?
1: Well, so you definitely have to have the right tools. I mean, whether you put a HubSpot or a Jumilius or, I mean, if if you have some volume uh, and you want good follow-up, then yeah, I mean, you have to have some some process. Again, like, Try and automate the process. They have to have the right tools to help you, even if it's just a simple Google Sheets or Trello to kind of keep track of your pipeline. Like um, make, make it happen. Like make, make it so it's it's easy to track for you, and you don't like uh, let any customer or prospect sleep slip out of the of the process. But then, is that's a great example of the limits of automation. Once you have actually you know, like a uh, piqued the interest and the prospect starts asking questions and things like that, then you have to have a sales rep who takes over to create the relationship. And, and that's where um, we actually fit in. It's just giving the sales reps the tools to build up their messages without having to retype everything. So let's say you, you have to send a, a, a canonly link for a, a meeting with a prospect that instead, you know, of uh, of uh, doing it manually, you can just have you know your can response, just like your sentence set for. Here's the link to my calendar. Please pick a date and the time. But then that blends into a bigger email, which is like containing really custom information based on your relationship. And so that's where we we try to kind of put the blocks together. We're trying to help like sales right put the blocks together and and you know make it as natural as possible. With as little typing as possible. That's that's. I mean, uh, our intake on that.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that that makes sense. Um, yeah, and 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 I think uh, I'll I'll just add uh, to that as well. That uh, again, based on my interactions with the with the customers, uh, the, a lot of customers, if they are focused on growth and finding new new clients, uh, okay. I think I think that's fine and that's that's needed. But, but like you said. Just uh, just just getting the process right and at least at least spend that time to get the process right and and have the tools in place and maybe 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 the, you can maybe they can start to balance the shift uh like if it's 70 30 right now, 70 percent mm-hmm. focus on front yeah. front end acquisition 30 now and as you grow, maybe you do 60, 40, 80, 20. so I think it's yeah. there's not a set thing you can uh, they can always sort of go back and forth and, and see how how and what stage of business they are in. So um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Well, uh, Mike, that was, uh, that was great information. And, and I think, I think uh, uh, a great information about uh, the benefit of customer service, uh, how you can automate it, how you can set the processes and and what, what type of things uh, you, you guys should be thinking of as, as you are, as you're scaling, as you're setting up your business from a strategy standpoint, pricing standpoint, uh, just, just looking at it holistically. So great information there, Mike. Um, I, I really appreciate you sort of jumping in today and, and kind of sharing your thoughts with our audience. Um, it was great speaking with you. And, uh, and yeah, if, if anyone wants to, uh, wants to reach out to uh, Mike, they can, they can always uh, uh, reach out to him uh mike is there is there any any spot where if they have any questions or uh, about Type Desk or anything uh, where can they uh find you
1: of course uh well we have our chat on the website typedesk.com um or i mean by email through the contact page i mean on social networks like uh, linkedin you know we're, we're pretty much like everywhere everywhere like uh, businesses usually are but uh yeah we're happy to connect with uh Uh, current and future users so feel free to reach out to me
0: awesome that's that's great so yeah uh, go to typetest.com and 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 if you if you use the chat uh, i'm sure uh, you'll be you'll be able to get connected to mike from there on Um, so yeah uh, with that uh, if you have any questions reach out to uh, me as well and uh, and we'll be up next uh, with uh, with another great guest and another great information on how to how to run and grow your uh, your business. So stay stay tuned. Thanks, everyone.